0: everyone can indulge in their wild side
1: with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Christian Save, Mike Smith! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Wright. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Josh Archibald.
2: Game. My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer
0: score! Leon are on a right circle! No risk, no gain. And now we're going to
1: have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is Arthur Platon. This is Leon Dreissel. This Sittle. is Conor from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6 30 Shed. I'm through a standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Crims, and a bathroom I can play baseball in, and a cake-sized tub big enough for me yeah, for what you need. I'll need a, a credit card that's got no limit and a big black chair with a bedroom in it. Gonna join the mile high club at 37,000 feet. Been done. I want a new tour bus full of old guitars. My star on Hollywood Boulevard. Somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine for me. So how I- you? In i even cut my hair and change my name cause we all
0: band Nickelback to open today's show. Bob Stauffer with you at Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan, I'm having a little bit of fun with you there. I'm going to tell you why. Back during the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup playoff run, uh, of course, you're a BC kid. The Vancouver Canucks made it to the Stanley Cup final that year. And I actually had somebody say to me, I said, look, like the Canucks are a pretty good team. And I, and I had a guy text in the show and say, Bob, and I quote, the Vancouver Canucks are like the nickelback of National Hockey League teams. So uh, during that time back in 2011, this was the date going back uh, to that year in which the uh, Boston Bruins won Game 7 of the Stanley Cup right in uh, Vancouver by a score of 4 nothing. Canucks, of course, have made it to three Stanley Cup championship finals in 82-94 and again in 2011. And unfortunately uh, for fans out in uh, B.C., um they've gone over for of course the Edmonton Oilers five stanley cup championships what will happen moving forward that's the story that's part of what we're going to get to on today's edition of oilers now lots to get to we'll tell you guests on today's show will include nhl insider john shannon sportsnet play-by-play commentator chris cuthbert who uh, has spent years working for TSN, and I actually used to do stats for back in the late 1990s. And Global Television's Kevin Karius will join us today as uh, Global TV and 6.30 Ched, uh, the voting has now closed for the all-time Oilers team. I think today they released the coach. Uh, the the best coach in Oiter's history I don't think there's going to be any question that's going to be Glenn Sather he won four Stanley Cups but Kevin Karras will join us we'll talk about our respective teams at 135 and and to set the record straight you were a fan of the Canucks were you not Uh, Mr. Escott back in 2011? yeah i mean
2: apparently there was very few of us which you know what and i know this isn't you bob but if those people are sitting there cheering against a canadian team running for the stanley cup we won't agree on that
0: we will not so, so yeah you know it's funny because i can tell you no 304 i was not cheering against the flames like i mean you know i i, I kind of felt for them a bit especially when you know the, the jelena shot go in or out um and in 2006, I, I sensed that a lot of people around Canada were cheering for the Oilers now. They had a lot of moxie, and they were sort of an, an underdog, scrappy team. I know I put out on Twitter today, D. McCammon's birthday uh, 47 years ago uh, out of uh, Grand Cash, Alberta. And in 2006, you know, not necessarily all deadline deals, but the Oilers had picked up Yaroslav Spasich and Sergei Samsonov, and then Dwayne Roleson, Kevin Lula, GM, giving up a number one and number three to get Roleson they'd also had a deal in place uh winchester for dean mccammon winchester to st louis and it was like a jam i kid you not a jam fax machine and so the trade call did not go through and uh, uh the orders subsequently still needed them uh mccammon by that point had played almost exclusively center he played a lot of wing at different stages including his first stint in edmonton from 93 to 99 but uh he was going to be the fourth-line center, so the Oilers went out and signed Rem Murray, who was playing for Rob Dom down in Houston with the Arrows at the time, and uh, Murray would be the Oilers' fourth-line center for the playoffs. But I, I, I sensed during that playoff run that a lot of Canada was cheering for the Oilers. In 2007, I didn't have the same feeling for Ottawa. You know, Ottawa played Anaheim, but maybe it's just Ottawa. Like, it's just... You know, even in Ottawa, the the fan base is split three different ways, right? You have Senators fans, you have Canadians fans, and you, you have Maple Leafs fans in Ottawa. And then in 2011 with Vancouver, I I gotta tell you, Brendan, it was it was overwhelming in terms of the anti-Canuck bias out there. And we talked about this a bit last Monday when the uh, Bruins won Game Four on this uh, on that date for nothing, but you know they just they weren't a likable bunch you know what i'm saying like they weren't the most popular group of players and uh this despite the fact that they have two of the classiest guys of all time in my books in terms of the we're, we're, now so nine years ago that put you at like 16 17 were you heartbroken after vancouver lost I, I yes I I will say
2: yes I mean that's just such an emotional roller coaster the whole experience of it right but particularly in that series because of how the home and road splits contrasted because of how. Morley Lawonga would play in, in you know, the, every second game essentially, and and it it was tough. The way that they lost that game, Bob, the way in which they just got bullied after a certain point by the Bruins, that to me was the real heartbreaking factor in the whole circumstance.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's funny. Uh, Morley was doing the color with Rod Phillips back in 2006. I was over at the other station, but I did go down for Game Five and Game Seven in Carolina, and I'll never forget. I know I've told the story before. Rem Murray and Todd Harvey like Chris Pronger walked by and Chris is a pro and so they have a basically we were waiting outside the Oilers room sort of towards it's, it's actually a wind tunnel it's it's one of the coldest places in the NHL down at ice level uh, in in uh, Raleigh and I, you know Chris Pronger goes cruising by well he knows he's going to play you know X amount of more years and just wasn't going to play any more games for the Oilers but the look on Rem Murray and on Todd Harvey's face like If you didn't have compassion, and I I think for most people listening to the show, the older you get, the more compassion you have. If you didn't have compassion looking at those two guys, and I remember discussing this with Mark Spector after the game, and we'll have Spec on the show tomorrow, um, the finality of the career. Like neither Todd Harvey nor Ray Murray played another game in the NHL. The last game they played was game seven of a Stanley Cup final, and they were in tears. And it was I just felt awful for those other you know for those guys. Some other guys, you know, like Pisani scored 14 goals in the in the playoffs in 06. He got himself a, a you know a good contract extension. Rollison got a, a contract extension from the Oitters. Morrow got paid. Um, I mean, the orders had a bunch of guys that were under like 1.2 million dollars per. That's part of the reason they 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 didn't have any. You know, Alexeyevsky was maybe their most skilled forward during that run. Um Ryan Smith was probably in the in the market um because there has always been this this unbelievable iconic sort of uh perception of Ryan with a lot of the fans. A lot of them you, you know, would, would say he was the best forward. I wouldn't say that for a second. Hemsky was the most skilled forward. Horkoff and Stoll were coming to their own. They were not highly paid yet at that stage. Even Hemsky was and I think the next, it was that summer, the next summer that he got it. Like they had a bunch of guys that were cheap players that all contributed up front, but they all knew they were going to play. And I just remember Todd Harvey and Rem Murray and they, you know, they came that close and they never played another game in the NHL. It was heartbreaking to watch, but I don't think fans in Canada cheered against that 016. Maybe I've got my, myopic Oilers uh, goggles on there. But when it came to Vancouver, and the Canucks were good. The Oilers weren't a great team in the regular season. Like, they finished tied for second in the division in 05-06. The Canucks were a really good team. They won the President's Trophy. They were a good team, but uh, well, I'll never forget that line. Bob, the Vancouver Canucks are the nickelback of uh, Canadian teams. It made me laugh. Anyways, uh, we are going to uh, tell you this. The River Cree Resort and Casino is back up and open with over 1,350 slot machines Um the table, uh, game's not quite, uh, fully going yet, but remember, the main casino floor is now 100% smoke free, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement bet on it, and you can uh, call us at any time at 780 You can text us at the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 63 Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We'll get to Orders Now Audio Vault in a minute along with uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, just some uh, quick numbers. I know there's some people a little bit alarmed by the totals through the first 14 days in Edmonton. Uh, with COVID-19 pos- uh, positive cases, there's been a total of 162. Uh, now, I will tell you that uh, the province of Alberta has done 21,500 tests in Edmonton. So the positivity rate is at 0.75%. I think that's being missed by some people out there. The province has really ramped up their testing. And when you ramp up testing with this virus, you find more people. That's why I keep hammering home with you that Alberta is testing at twice the rate of British Columbia per capita. But, yes, 162 positive cases in the first 14 days of June. Um Again, a 0.75% positivity rate, 21,492 tests conducted in Edmonton. Still, touch wood, just one death in the last 45 days in Edmonton. Uh, We are now up to three people in ICU, 10 in the hospital, Uh, and remember, at one time the government set aside 150 ICU beds. In Edmonton, and there was 3,200 hospital beds at their disposal. Now, obviously, those numbers have changed since they've opened up things like elective surgery. Um, quickly, Quebec gets 64% of all COVID deaths in Canada, 621 deaths per million, which for province of Quebec would put them um, in the top five internationally for the uh, worst death rates uh, if they were a country unto themselves. Um BC and Alberta hovering around 33, 34 uh, deaths per million. Again, it just one in the last 45. So this obviously ties into COVID. We don't, uh, the COVID ties into potential hub cities. I know there's been multiple reports on Friday that Vegas has indeed been selected. The NHL uh, word getting out, tweeted out by multiple sources this morning saying all 10 teams are believed to still be in at this time. I got to tell you, Brendan, my gut feel is we still have a ways to go to play here. I'm not 100%. If the players need approval at every step of the way, um, and now there's reports. Well, what about bonus money for July 1st? You know, that's in 16 days, and you know some of the owners want to push that back a bit so they can recoup similar television money. I, I'm there's still going to be some challenges here between the NHL and NHLPA. I mean, both Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are. Uh, Owed significant bonus money come uh, July 1st. So this could be uh, really interesting. Speaking of them, the NHL Awards uh, uh, voting closes today at 5 p.m. Uh, will Leon Dreisettle be chosen the Hart uh, Trophy winner? My guess is he will. And will Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid do something that has not been done since before the media voted on the All Stars? And that's have the same team have the first and second team All-Star at center. It has not happened since 1960-61 when uh, Beliveau and Henri Richard were the first and second All-Stars, and that's before uh, the media started to uh, vote on things. Very quickly, a couple other things just to hit on here. Uh, ESPN, 30 for 30. Many of you would have seen it last night. Long gone summer. I've explained this before. I was a baseball fan really until about 94. I do recall that uh, home run race between Mark McGuire, uh, Sammy Sosa, and Ken Griffey uh, Jr. Griffey Jr. falling out of it a bit. I think we all have come to appreciate Griffey Jr. more, even more now that we know that, what was it, New York uh, Times reported 106 players had tested uh, for steroids at one time, and obviously McGuire and Sosa have been linked to it. Uh well have a little bit more on that discussion tomorrow with Mark Spector when he's on the show. On Netflix, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it, uh, but Malcolm X, uh, sort of a look into uh, the assassination of Malcolm X. Really interesting stuff. It's uh, pretty fairly produced, may I add. Kind of a libertarian perspective. And uh, yeah, there you go. One more shout out, special shout out to uh, Kurt Levins.
1: happy price go to your happy price price line
0: over the course of the weekend and his nine thoughts and the strength in the Edmonton Oilers brand, it was a very interesting piece to read. Alright, let's get to the orders now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com Elliot Friedman said Friday the NHL wants a Canadian hub city. The NHL would like to have a hub in Canada I think they really would They've gone to a lot of work with the Players Association to try to get it to happen. But I think what we've all believed for some time now, Bob, is that if you don't have a situation where the players can go to the rink as part of the quarantine, it's not going to happen. 100%. And I think the fact that it's still even being discussed shows the commitment the league and the players have had to at least try to get it we'll get one here and again there's lots to still be worked on Uh, you know you you still have some bitterness from from some of the agents from the 0405 lockout out there and then there was the 1213 lockout and uh this is uh, obviously an unparalleled time that everybody is going through and a lot of you are saying who gives a blank about this, just get back there and get playing or or make a decision one way or the other. they got to continue to battle through it, and there's bigger problems in the world, and uh, that's a fair perspective for you to have if that's how you uh, think about things. But uh, I still think there's uh, several hurdles along the way here. That have got to happen. Into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, the one and only Brendan Escott.
2: Well, according to the aforementioned Elliot Friedman, it is being recommended to players who need an extension on their work visas to arrive on North American soil, wherever their club is, be it America or in Canada, around June 21st. And that's to give the clubs a bit of a bumper. Uh, a bit of a wiggle room area for them to process things before the June 30 end date if you will for the 2019 2020 league calendar so uh, you know what Bob I mean (laughs) somebody a little bit more dialed in than myself could break that down a little easier but essentially they're just trying to make sure that nobody gets turned away uh, closer to the time that things get back out onto the ice. Now Stars defenseman Roman Polak he sounds like he's going the other way he signed a three year deal to play in the Czech Republic same team that he was with during the lockout, the last lockout. 34-year-old played in 41 games last season. as a veteran of up over 800 NHL games now. GM Jim Nill says he has not heard from Polak as to whether he would return to North America for Phase 3 and 4 of the NHL's return-to-play protocol. Polak's agent Alan Walsh declined to comment. Okay. Well, Buffalo Sabres uh, defense prospect Oskari Laxanen to a three-year entry level deal today. Third-rounder from 20 2017 did win gold with Finland back in 2019 at the World Juniors, and the Coyotes Bob had another staff member test positive for COVID-19, asymptomatic, back feeling well. Everybody else has been else isolated, uh, but we do know the situation in Arizona is starting to spike again COVID-wise, so maybe the first of a few more
0: yeah well, we've got several states that have gone up a bit this is uh, an ongoing story to say the least again alberta should be credited for testing on the level and i know we get people texting every day saying well 20% of the aren't, uh, tests are tests are correct well you know what it there's you can be a glass half full or a glass half empty uh, person you're allowed to have whatever perspective you 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 want um I tend to be on a little bit more of the positive side of the ledger. So if I read you a statistic that says, yes, there have been 162 positive tests at Emerson in the first fourteen days, but there's been twenty one thousand four hundred and ninety-two tests done, which is less than one percent of all tests being positive. It's zero point seven five percent. Those are just the numbers. Take take it what you want from that point. Just on opening up, geez, I wouldn't I did not think we'd see this, but we're seeing it. Uh we open up a nickelback. And Squirrel from Bonneville in a water pump says, Awesome opening song today, Bob. I love me some Nickelback, says another texter out of Edmonton. Uh, we talked about teams to cheer for. I cheer for the Leafs, the Habs, and the Sens, never the Flames or the Canucks, says a texter. Uh, Josh says... Let's be clear. People didn't cheer for Vancouver in 2011 because they didn't like the fans, not the team. Vancouver fans in 2011 were the most unlikable fans around. Uh, Weren't there more Canadians on Boston? Uh, And, again, you can keep texting us at uh, 780-496-0063. I I, I don't know. I do think there were some guys on that team. It's hard to like some of those. uh, Alex Burroughs, if you'd you'd want him on your team – I'm not even, Max Lapierre was not a particular, Ryan Kessler, even the way are kind of strutting around the ice, he could back it up, though. Don texts the show saying, Bob, uh, remember Mac T in the post postgame uh, 7 loss uh, presser? He said, never feel sorry for anybody collecting an NHL paycheck, said Craig McTavish. Don't be heartbroken. Be happy for anybody who makes it to the highest level. Well, I, you know, I tip my hat to all those guys that uh, got to the top level. But still, it was hard. I mean, I had a lot of empathy. Ram Murray had spent the entire year in the American League. Uh, he'd gone through a, a sort of a neck issue, concussion-type thing that nobody really got a handle of, and he found his way back to the NHL. And he even got an assist in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final never played another game. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. John Shannon, our NHL insider, when we return on orders Now.